You're listening to the Sheriff's Report with Kanabic County Sheriff Brian Smith right here on Q Media's On Demand. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. I so appreciate you as always. I always tell you that, but I do. I, I do appreciate you so much. So, dear, let's talk a little bit to kind of get the ball rolling. What have you been seeing here in the past week? Well, a lot of the a lot of the same. Um, it wasn't. Uh, we were kind of all over the place, but another two hundred and sixty calls for service. Huh. Um, let's see. We had uh, we had a number of arrests. Uh, right in that fifteen range, so similar to last week. Um, a lot of a lot of probation violations. Um, a lot of assault activity, huh. unfortunately, um, and a couple DWIs in there. Um, so I, I think we spoke of this last week. There's been an uptick in in uh, getting out and about, and people are rambunctious, and uh, sometimes it goes too far, and people end up assaulting each other and drinking too much and driving, and um, bad things happen, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, especially, well, across the board. Um, and I do think, like you say, we, we want to get out more after last year, and there's yep. a feeling of getting out and doing more, and sometimes celebration comes with that, and sometimes with celebration comes alcohol, which is fine, I think, within parameters, but if it gets a lot of control, then then problems can crop in, and then sometimes you guys are called. Yeah, unfortunately, yep. Mm-hmm. It happens. So it does. what about anything on the scam front? Because I've been reading a lot about just not necessarily in our area, but just overall as a national problem. It is just amazing the amount of scams that are, are going on today. Yeah, and you know, ours, our numbers, at least the ones that are being reported to us, are, are down. Cool. Know, from, cool. I mean, that was, a, you know, for the last few months, uh, or all winter really, you know, we were seeing every week we we would have, I don't know, eight to ten reported scam calls. Um, and now, you know, like this this week, I think I only saw one or two that get called in. Um, but it is constant, you know. I, I you know people are sick and tired of them, and um, but it's a constant thing because unfortunately uh, they work and uh, and people. People lose money, and um, the scammers get money, and uh, that's why they continue to do it. Sure. Fuel for the fire, as they say. But I do think awareness, and that's why we like to kind of touch on it, there is a whole bunch of scams. And, I, and I'll throw this in, um, not putting us uh, putting this particular information out, but Todd and I do Your Safe Money Show, and, and he's putting a booklet together about all the different scams. I was just doing some of the pre-read on it to make sure there weren't any typos or anything. But that's, I guess, why it's on the on my front burner is the amount of scams and how tricky they get and what the the extent that they'll go to uh, falsifying what you see for the phone number. You know, you have caller ID. It's like it looks legitimate from the IRS or from Social Security or whatever. And they've gotten pretty sophisticated. So we just have to be that much smarter uh, and always double check. Don't do anything at that moment. If it is something legitimate, you s- just say, okay, stop. I'm going to call back and I'm going to call the right number or look at the right website. And then if it's legit, you'll find that out. But don't do anything on the phone, on your email, on a text message, because if they're approaching right. you, it's probably a scam. Right. 
And, and you know, especially the ones that revolve around, um, uh, you know, a lot of, they either, there seems to be two really factors um, that they rely on. One is fear. Mm-hmm. So they, they the scammers will um, threaten that you're going to be arrested for unpaid uh, taxes or you have an outstanding warrant for, you know, whatever, just, you can you can well pick it, um, but that that instant fear that people see, that have um, causes them to oh god I got I got to take care of this because I don't want to get arrested, and um, <laughs> that's that's just not how law enforcement works. Um, you know we're not we don't we don't take payments on the phone. You can't call in a credit card. You can't you can't do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we wouldn't ask you to pay that way. Um, the, the IRS doesn't work that way. Um, Social so Security, that, all the above, right? Yeah, all of the above. It, it doesn't. They don't operate that way. Mm-hmm. So um, you're going to get you're going to get stuff in the mail, um, and and you'll converse that way rather than uh, a phone call from them like that, or they'll they'll put it in the mail and give you a number to call them, you know, at a, at a office. But, um, the other thing is, uh, winning stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, Oh, you're, you're a big winner. And all you got to do is, uh, provide us this information and you got to pay something, you know, right. To get the big, or you got to pay the taxes on it or whatever. You got to pay something to get something. Well, then it's not free. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that's the first. That's the first tip, right? Um, it's not free if you got to pay something. Um, but if if it's too good to be true, it's 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 just that it's it's not true, and it's it's not uh, that that stuff just doesn't happen. But it's hard to convince people that that's the case because they really get their hopes up, and uh, they they want that whatever the the characters dangling on the end of the cord, you know? Exactly. So the main thing is just kind of be aware. And I do think what Brian mentioned about people actually, uh, uh, let's say, what I want to say here, um, like you guys wouldn't go ahead and, what do I want to say? Brian, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. I hate that when that happens. I heard myself twice there for a minute and it threw me. Um, but, yeah, they're not going to, They're nobody's going to call you and give you stuff. That's just not how it works. Well, yeah, we're not, not going to not going to give you stuff, and and the other part, you know, the government is not going to call you and ask for a payment for a warrant or something like that over the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Really good point. See, Brian, before because I want a couple other topics I wanted to touch on this morning. Yet, um, it is that time of year we have construction and we have winter basically and it is the construction time period on the roads and just could you give us a quick kind of okay when you're going through a construction zone whether it's a full-on project let's say that's going to be going on for a while or maybe it's kind of a pop-up deal i know on liberty street here last week they did uh some resurfacing which was just a couple day deal but it did put things down to one lane and spots and all that um, either way, when you are going through a construction zone, let's remind uh, all of us as drivers w- how that works, you know, as far as y- you need to follow the rules going through a zone like that. 
Well, yeah, and it's and it's all about you know safety for the workers, and you know they have to get that work done. They, you know they got a they got a small time frame. They can do a lot of that stuff, and they can't wait until people aren't driving because that never happens anymore. <laughs> um, so in, instead of closing the road down, you know you can work on half of the road at a time. Um, and a lot of projects, you know, unless you had to dig through the road for a culvert or something. Um, but, you know, you got to seal those cracks because if you don't do that, the, the road gets destroyed by the, the weather here. And uh, it, the, the, the just got to move over and slow down. Because, mm-hmm. um, you, know, you know, I did that prior to my law enforcement career. And, uh, you get focused on your job, and uh, it was, it's not unusual for uh, a worker to step outside of that cone area um, because they're focused on what they're trying to get done. And, uh, you know, they pop out of that cone area, and you're smoking along at uh, at highway speeds or above, um, like people do, and uh, somebody pops out, and you're not going to be able to stop. Mm-hmm. So you need to, you need to slow down. You need to move over and, and give some extra space so that those workers are safe and they can get their job done um, safely. No doubt. And I know under Minnesota law, because I actually looked this up so I have it at my fingertips. I know you know it, but I just, so for my use, uh, they say there are factors for someone to be charged if they're speeding, let's say, in a construction zone. So you, I understand they, right. they have to be over the posted speed limit, right? Um, and if the construction signs are signaling that the work zone is present, so the obviously whether it's a small uh, job that's being done or a big giant thing in the cities, for example, there has to be signage. And then obviously if workers are present, sometimes you drive through in right. some oddball hour and nothing's happening there. Well, then I think it's a little bit diff- different. But if you if all three of those things are happening and you get caught, they'll double the fines in those zones. I understand. That is correct. That is correct. So that's uh, you know that can get to be a pretty big, uh, a pretty big whack. And a lot of times, like in the bigger projects on the freeways, you'll see those signs. They'll warn you right there. Mm-hmm. Um, find double in a in a work zone. And uh, you know a lot of those they're they're dropping down from the, the seventy mile an hour down to uh, maybe a forty five or something. So it really clogs things up, and people get impatient. And they're trying to zip through there, and uh, uh, the construction workers are—they're trying to get their stuff done. And uh, you know that's why you need to slow down. Mm-hmm. And um, stuff—you know—construction zones are the stuff happens. Um, debris might fall. Um, maybe a piece of equipment uh, gets pushed out a little farther than what was intended and it's in all of a sudden it's in the roadway where you got a much better chance at stopping or swerving at 45 rather than 70. Right. So So, that's so true. And, and, and that's why, and that's why those zones are, they're dropped down. It's just to give people more space and time 
for safety. Yep, and I know some of these more pop-up things that are shorter term, you won't be able to know about them necessarily ahead of time. But I do know that MnDOT, I'm pretty sure with their website, if you're going to be traveling and some of these bigger projects that are going to be ongoing, uh, you can find out kind of ahead of time there and then make some decisions uh, of detours and things ahead of time if you're traveling. If you can do that, it'll save you a headache as far as waiting in a construction zone. Yeah, especially if you're going across, you know, across country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can go up at 511 and 411 road mm-hmm. road condition site. That's usually really helpful. Maybe you can adjust your route and take a, a different highway uh, rather than uh, the main route that you're used to. Um, and it'll get you there faster if you don't have to wait for a lane closure um, on one of the main highways or freeways. Um, and usually there's a parallel, especially going across to the west, which I often go. Um, there's usually a parallel highway. It might be 30, 40, 50, 60 miles north or south, but it's usually parallels, and you can get there just about as fast. Sure, and it just saves you that kind of frustration if you're trying to get from point A to B in a certain time period. So a little right. a little right. planning is good. And one more yeah. thing before I let you go, Brian, because I know you got to get going to work here, but um, around right now we have so many beautiful lakes in our listening area. <laughs> and consequently, some of those lake roads, let's say, don't have a lot of room. You know, they're not a big, wide city streets, let's say. They're sometimes smaller roads. And people, right. especially this time of year, they've got people, guests coming, and so somebody might park or whatever. I know there might not be a specific law on it, but can you give people just some good ideas about that and, and you know, what to do in those cases? Because it can cause some, some traffic issues, too, around these lakes. Well, yeah, and, and you know, it's pretty common, and, and this past couple of years, it seems to be uh, even more so because more people are getting out because that's the activity they can they could get out and do um, and feel safe doing so. Um, so all those are outdoor things got more popular, and, of course, as they got more popular, it puts more pressure on the natural resources that we have available. So, uh, yeah, the boat landings, fill up and then then people are parking along the roadway and you know the 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 biggest thing is get that vehicle off to the side as far as you can um there are certain places that you cannot park and those are usually signed um so you can't park in those those spots but um you 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 do need to be able to uh, keep the roadway open so that a vehicle can pass through and not just for the people that live there um but you know for emergency vehicles that may need to get through for an unseen unknown uh medical emergency or fire law enforcement uh, deal so you got to keep the roadway passable okay and that's just good advice and you know it is it's a busy time of year and i only brought up the lakes because i know that's something in our listening area that it goes for maybe not being so busy in the winter time and there's a definite increase so just be aware of that and be good neighbors too you know uh do what you can with when you have a lot of guests coming you know yeah and you know one of the other things that's popped up uh recently and i've had discussions with our, our local um DNR conservation officer is uh, some of the uh, public accesses. Okay. And since we've had all this extreme heat early on, and uh, there's there's limited availability to get to some uh, some of our waters, um, so some of the boat accesses, public accesses, um, 
kind of become swimming areas too, even though they're not designated swimming beaches. Um, but they are public access, and um, people go there to swim um, also. And, uh, you know, the, a lot of the public accesses are there for launching your boats. And uh, sometimes uh, swimming competes with the boat launches, and um, we're going to be careful of that too and respectful of each other. And uh, the, the docks and the launches that are there, are there intended for people to access their boats to and from. So you cannot impede the boat launch um, with a swimming activity. So when somebody comes to launch their boat and you got kids there swimming or you're there swimming, you got to move out of the way. Mm -hmm. And when boats come in to uh, get their vehicle and take their boat out, um, they have to be able to tie up to that dock. The dock was there not for a swimming dock. It's there for um, you to come in and tie up your boat while you get your vehicle so you can load your boat again. So you do need to yield way. Um, it is a sightable offense to not yield to the boats that are using that, that facility. Um, just be kind, be be respectful, and, and move out of the way when those are there. Um, unfortunately, in Canada County, we don't have any public beaches. Mm-hmm. Um we just don't have the, I, I know the county board looked into it, um, but uh, the properties that were available could not be turned into a beach, you know, through the DNR processes. So that that uh, we haven't found that right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some neighboring, neighboring waters that have uh, public beaches that you can go swim at, and uh, they're a little better set up, they're a little safer. Um, well, maybe utilize those um, if you can't uh, access the the local swimming pool. Sure. No, that's some good advice, Brian. It's good to know that, yes, you do need to yield to those boats, too, because that's what it's there for is, uh, you know, offloading and putting them back on the trailer. So good reminder right. there, my dear. Let's keep everybody safe and just genuinely be good to each other. That's really what it comes down to, I think. Go out and save the world for us today, would you please? Okay, I'll try. <laughs> Brian, it's always a pleasure, hon. I'll catch up with you on next Thursday. All right, sounds good. All right, take care, Brian. This has been a Q Media Group production.